You're listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent in Birmingham, Alabama, a church with a heart for the gospel. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org. Lord Jesus, walk amongst us as we are gathered here now and visit with us one by one. Thank you for your love for us, one by one. You know where we have come from and uh, to that which will return. So in these few moments, Lord, take my lips and speak through them. Take our minds and think through them. Take our wills and bend them to your own. And take our hearts, Lord Jesus, and set them on fire with love for yourself. We pray this for your name's sake. Amen. Now please be seated. Well, thank you, Andrew, for having me here. It's been a few years since I was at the cathedral. And thank you all for coming and making this service possible. I want to take you to uh, Russia right now. It's somewhat in the news, but... In 1991, I was coming out of Russia with a bus load of Americans. Uh, we had been preaching in a town called Rostov-Nadam, now down near the Black Sea, and we'd gone in by rail out of Kiev in Ukraine. While we were down in Rostov, our tickets by rail were summarily cancelled. In other words, we were told... You can't ride on the train, the whole group of us. And uh, there was trouble in Moscow, as it turns out. Gorbachev was in trouble. You may remember Yeltsin standing on a tank and uh, sort of shouting at the people. That was the scene. And we rented an old bus. Don't think even an American school bus. This was more like a gypsy caravan. It leaked, it was raining, and we were driving through the night and I was trying to sleep on the back seat. We were making our way back out of the USA, uh, excuse me, uh, Russia into Ukraine. And when we got near the border, there was some question as to whether they'd let us out because of the trouble that was going on in Moscow. And uh, one of the Russians went to the border to chat with the border guard before we arrived. In other words, we stopped the bus, he got out, went up to the border, and asked the border guards to please let us through. He told them that they had a very famous American speaker on board the bus. Moi. And that I had very important engagements to make at uh, various stadiums in Ukraine. So the head of the border guard said, you have a famous speaker from America. We would like to hear him speak. So the Russian chap came back to the bus and said, they want to hear you speak. 
I said, are you serious? He said, I am. That was through an interpreter. Nyet gavarit poruski. In other words, I don't speak Russian. So, we got off the bus and all of us went. And at the border, the senior border guard had lined up about a dozen Russian young men in uniform. One was on a concrete platform with a rapid-fire machine gun of some sort. And there is a sense in which when they tell you to preach under those circumstances, you preach. <laughs> and so they're lined up. I've got my gang with me. But I'm speaking to the row of soldiers in front of me. They said, I want to tell you the most famous verse in this book, which is called a Bible. That would be translated. I won't keep doing that, but then it was translated. And I told them John 3.16, which you could all recite, mostly I would think. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And then I launched into it. I said, you have been told there is no God. And you know it's a lie. And they sort of stood there, looked at me. Because that was said in Russian. Then they knew what I was saying. I said, there is a God... And this statement from God's Word said He loves you. God so loved the world. For Him to love the world, He must love us one at a time. So that means God loves you. And I went right down the line of them. Because I had a very small audience, 12, 12 folks. I said, God loves you. 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 Went right down the line. I said, now let me tell you how much he loves you. He loved you enough to send his son, Jesus, to die for you. He sent him into the world. We measure time from when Jesus came. This was spontaneous. I'd never given this sermon before. I said, we measure time in the West from when God sent His Son. 1991. You in Russia call it the Common Era. Where do you think that number comes from? 1991 comes from the year that God sent His Son into the world as a baby. He lived for 30 years without anybody knowing who He was. And then for three years, he took a high profile. He began to teach, feed the hungry, give dignity back to prostitutes, heal. I said in three years, he was so popular, the authorities determined they had to get rid of him. You could almost see these guys nod at that point. They knew how that worked in Russia. I said, this is how they got rid of him. A phony trial and executed by nailing him 
to a cross beam of wood. I didn't use any of our Christian jargon like crucifixion. I said, what they did was make a cross beam of wood, spread him out on it, drive a nail through the base of his wrists. A, a man would be in such agony and scream, he would curl up in agony. They dragged down his legs, kneel on his shins, drove a spike through his feet, haul up that crossbeam, drop it in a hole in the ground, and wedge it there, and leave him to die. But in the wonder of God's love, when he died, when Jesus died, he was paying for all our sins, so that we could be forgiven. And then I went back down the line. That's how much God loves you. 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 That we might have eternal life, it goes on to say. That's to be with God in heaven. Not to perish and go to hell. I didn't stop and explain these words. I was in a, we had to get out of there. And everything I say had to be interpreted into Russian. But I said there is a possibility of living with God in heaven with no more pain, no more tears, no more hunger, no more death. And that's his gift through this sacrifice on the crossbeam. He so loved you that much. And then I came to the word believe. How do you be, even begin to talk about what faith is? So I said, Jesus is alive. Three days after they killed him, he walked out of the grave alive. And if Jesus is alive, if that's the real deal, he is alive at the border here and when it talks about believing it's not just about having this information in your head but to have him in your life and the living Lord Jesus is here and when it speaks about believing you can ask him to come into your life and he will come into your life That's what it means to believe. Now I want to stop there just for a moment and speak about there being two different kinds of time in the, mentioned in the Bible. Two concepts. We have them in the West as well. The first is time passing. The Greek word in the New Testament is chronos from which you get chronology chronological even the word chronometer it just measures time passing there is another word kairos which is a moment in time that tra changes history I don't know if you've seen the movie darkest hour let me encourage you to do so I sobbed during that movie I grew up in the second world war 
I slept in an air raid shelter. Churchill was my prime minister. I didn't realize any of that because I was just a little lad. But when Churchill was summoned by King George VI to Buckingham Palace and of course was driven there as he drove into the forecourt of Buckingham Palace he said it was the moment for which all his life had been but a preparation. That's Kairos time. That moment he was summoned and went to Buckingham Palace and he knew why. That he was to be asked to lead a coalition government against Nazi Germany. That in that moment all his life had been but a preparation. That's the other kind of time. I tell you that because here we were at the border and I said the way you ask Jesus to come into your life is to close your eyes, bow your heads, to close out any distraction. In your mind's eye, see Jesus here at the border coming to you, loving you as much right now as when he died on the cross for you and ask him to come into your life and his promise will be as per the Bible to come into your life so I said so close your eyes and they all dutifully did so and I prayed simply with it being phrase by phrase interpreted as everything I've just said thank you Lord Jesus for loving me Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for coming to me at the border. Come into my life, Lord Jesus. Forgive me all my sins. Fill me with yourself. Thank you for loving me that much. I was done. They said, you can go through. Great. They heard we had Bibles in Russian on board the bus. Would they like one? They all wanted one. So now the whole border guard walks with us back to the bus so we can give them each a Bible in Russian. But one of the guards fell in stride beside me. And via the translator, this is what I heard said. Given the syntax of Russian, this is what I heard in English. Said this border guard to me, this is the moment for which all my life has been waiting. This is the moment for which all my life has been waiting. That's not time passing. That's a Kairos moment that changed that man's destiny from hell to heaven, 
from an empty, meaningless life into the Spirit of God filling him with love and purpose and destiny. That moment in time. I was 18 when I had that moment in time. I went to hear an American speak in London. I'd actually gone to church chasing a girl who'd broken my heart. I wasn't raised to go to church. At that church, I heard a preacher who was really worth listening to, which was rather unique in England at that time. And I went more and more to hear that man. And one evening he said, will you come and hear Billy Graham with us? We're going this week. I went that week on Tuesday night in May and listened to Billy Graham. And that evening, from an irreligious background, I actually, I guess pretty much like the Russian border guard, asked Jesus to come into my life. And that moment changed my destiny. I'm here this afternoon because of that moment. I have the wife I have, the children I have, the life I've lived because of that moment. Jesus came into my life. I knew I was forgiven. First time in my life I'd ever felt clean on the inside. I knew that heaven was my home whenever I died. Not because I was good enough in and of myself. I now had Jesus in my life. I didn't own a Bible. I'm telling you stuff that sounds rather profound. And it was, but it's somehow God bearing witness to what had just happened to me. I knew heaven was my home. And I knew that between that moment and whenever I did die, my life would be of consequence because he was in it. It would count for something. I wouldn't just die and disappear. The very next morning I got up and went down the street to go to the school I was going to. And I thought, I'm no longer alone. Jesus is walking down the street with me. And the wonder of it is I've been able to share my life with him, whether it's soccer, girlfriends, getting married, having kids, preaching here. It's all with him because he is with me. Going back to one moment, Kairos time. Amazingly, as we reflected on this, my wife and I, Kathleen, just this morning, we prayed for that Russian border guard. Wherever he is, whatever he's up to, should he be alive, that God would continue to work in his life. Well, let's bow our heads and talk to the Lord for ourselves right now. He loves you, each one, as much right now as when he died on the cross for you. See him coming to where you are 
for one or two of you, this is the moment. Not just information in your head, but for you to invite him into your life. The Bible makes it quite clear that when there were a hundred sheep and one got lost, Jesus went looking for the one until he found it. So he walks amongst us. See him coming to you, looking at you and loving you. If you have any idea that you are that one, the all of us can pray this prayer. If you sense that you are that one and this is your moment, along with the rest of us, you pray this prayer in your own heart. This is between you and the Lord Jesus. As you look at him, in your own heart, say to him, Thank you, Lord Jesus, for loving me. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for coming to me in the cathedral. Right here, right now. Please, Lord Jesus, I need you. Come into my life. Fill me with yourself. Drive out the darkness, the loneliness. Lift the guilt and the shame. Fill me with yourself, with your forgiveness, with your joy, with your peace, with your destiny. Fill me, Lord Jesus. I surrender to you. Thank you. Thank you for this moment. Thank you. We pray in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. You've been listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent. If you live in Birmingham or find yourself visiting, we hope you'll join us at one of our Sunday services. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org.